Welcome to the Modeling Empowered Narratives Podcast, where we work towards mastering empathetic navigation. I'm your co-host, Jordan Flowers. And I'm Jacob Hale. And we're back with another edition, I think, volume five of Going With The Flow, um, where we try to touch on a lot of trending topics, politics, sports, entertainment, all that good stuff. You dig? So it's just us two in the building. Today, me and the big man um, going over a lot of good things, NFL Draft, AI, and a, a couple other things uh, sports related. So we're excited to be here, man. We kind of took a little bit, a couple weeks off. I had a lot going on this last week. How you been, uh, big dog? Man, been good. Uh, we were just talking about it beforehand. I have so much stuff going on and I'm about to move soon. So yeah, man, going out to, to the, <laughs> yeah, he moving from, uh, he, he was in the, you was in the inside the city. Now you outside the city. Ain't no more parade in your side of the city, huh? No more praise, man. <laughs> hey, man, I was gonna make a jaw joke, but this ain't a this ain't an NBA. This ain't nah, an NBA bro, talk we, today. I think we've done enough with for Memphis. Oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Oh yeah, bro. Let me, yeah, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> we gonna leave Memphis alone for a good minute. <laughs> we gonna leave Memphis alone for a good minute. But uh, happy to be back, man. Like you said, we had a lot going on, but um, definitely is a important thing for us to come back and give great content to our loyal followers our loyal listeners so make sure to subscribe like share comment all that good stuff man and hit that bell hit that notification man all it is is just a little bit of love that you show to us as we continue to get ourselves out the ground or off the ground i should say and give you guys the content that y'all love so dearly and we've got a lot of good feedback from a lot of people here recently um that i know me hell trey and bj have heard from so um we're continuing to trend upwards and it's been a slow you know, we talk about the slow grind. It's been a slow grind, but it's been one where we get to step back sometimes and appreciate how far we've come over the last year. So thank you guys for all your support. But without further ado, because this is going to be a, a, a little bit of a shorter episode, um, let's get into it. Hell, what we got on the menu today, man? Let's go with drum roll. Let's go with NFL draft, bro. What did we think about the draft here in KC America? Uh, well, first I was there and it was amazing. You know, uh, shout out to Kansas City. Uh, if you haven't been there, Kansas City, along with a bunch of other cities, are doing everything they can to, you know, put the state on the map. You know what I mean? So that was right. great. I love what they had going on. There's so much, uh, so much stuff to do, you know, the experience and everything. But beyond that, you know, the, enough with that. The most important thing is these Chicago Bears, these Chicago Bears walked in there and did what they needed to do. And I'm so happy. I feel great. You know, uh, I didn't know much about that tackle uh, that we drafted in the first round. Right. So I I had to check the film, you know, had to, had to look at some film. film breakdown and stuff. And I'm like, hey, we got a stud. We you check the highlights. Stuff. You check the highlights. Talking about check the film like you a scout. Y'all check the <laughs> highlights. Bro. Y'all didn't go put on a whole game. But no, he is a dog, man. I think. I, hey, I man, he's got good feet. He's aggressive. Yeah. I, I like what we got going on, man. Hey, I don't think, I, like I said, I, I had Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. I'd be cool with eight wins. I'd be cool with eight wins. We're definitely projecting in the right direction for that, man. So, so are you sticking by y'all winning us the, the, the division after the draft? Do you feel still solid about y'all winning the division? 
with the other moves that other people made too. I will say um it it's on two things. One, okay. Justin Fields, because I'll say it for what it is, you know, as much as we love him, there's still some questions he needs to answer. So okay. it's gonna be I up to him that. on how he plays, right? And then the right. second thing is, in my opinion, I think it's on Jordan Love for the Packers. Okay. Because that team is going to be as good or as bad as he's going to play. Yeah. But if he plays well, Packers are not going to – it's not going to be a big drop-off like people think. I think they're going to be just fine as long as he's playing well. Uh, Lions, I love Dan Campbell. Love everything about that team. I feel like they have the most talented team in our division right now. So. But as Kevin Hart would say, uh, if you think you're good, go win in Detroit. <laughs> if you can win in Detroit, you can win anywhere else. And that's what that's I feel true. about them. I was like, they whatever they got going on, it is very hard to win in Detroit. And they got so. those suspensions too. I think uh Jameson, and I don't mean to touch on this or any way, but I'm just saying in terms of being able to impact uh winning percentage. I think I think Jameson got six games for that, for the um the gambling thing. So we'll see yes, how it goes. As, as a PSA. Uh, if you are a current athlete or if you're someone who wants to get into the professional realm of being an athlete, uh, right. bro, don't go on a betting app to no. gamble on the sport that you're trying to get in, bro, or any sport for that for, matter. For that matter yeah. Rules are rules. There's no reason for you to do that, you know? That's very true. Just, That's very true. I, lo I love sports betting. I'm not going to be ignorant and make it seem like I don't bet. I do bet, and I love it, and it's great. But <laughs> – if I'm getting paid and they tell me I can't bet, I mean, it I'm not going to bet, man. Like, it's, it's as simple as that. So, really right. unfortunate. I like the guy. I really wanted to see him do well. Um, just one of those things, man. Rules are rules. Even if you don't agree with them, you still get in trouble for it either way. So Absolutely. And just another disclaimer, too, because I didn't put this disclaimer in a, in a I guess in the beginning of the video, uh, I'm mad as we had some technical difficulties. This, uh, this, are we shooting this at night? I said this morning, this night, uh, bro, my grainy video right now, my, my, uh, HD camera, my Logitech wasn't working. So I do put a disclaimer on that. I'm really, really upset. Hale looks like his, he's, his over here popping mine. It's, it's all right. But, uh, another yeah. disclaimer is y'all know I'm a Jets fan. So, don't be fooled by the Dion jersey because you know I just rock with Prime, man. You know, I got that dirty bird, you know what I'm saying? You got the dirty bird, you know, that Falcons, you know, and then I got come on, man. Got the Ooh. Prime with me too, man. So, you know, what I'm saying not you know what? No, I'm doing this. Hey, I'm doing this. Yeah. Hey, what's up? You go hey, ahead. No, you go ahead. Go to it. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna talk a little bit. So talk about your breakdown with the Jets. I'll be right back. Yeah, so go my ahead. my Jets breakdown is so at first I'm over here sitting here thinking, okay, man, like as the trades go by, right? Like I'm literally sitting here saying, do, is there a way that we could possibly grab JSN? Because, and for the, for the followers, Jackson, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, the receiver out of Ohio state. And so ultimately I'm like, as literally as the draft is going by, I'm literally like, oh my God, bro, JSN is going to fall to us. And quite literally, we probably don't need any receivers. We just signed McColl uh, from the Chiefs, which however you feel about him, he's a speedy receiver. Um, Got Alan Lazar, who's a nice possession receiver from the Packers, came over with Aaron Rodgers. And then, man, Garrett Wilson, who's my guy, another Ohio State guy. that uh, He had a breakout year, and he was he was really like the end up winning offensive rookie of the year last year. So I'm sitting here thinking 
that like I'm really thinking we're about to get uh JSN and you know in the in the group chat I'm over here like bro JSN about to fall to the Jets JSN about to fall to the Jets bro and we went with Will McDonald now listen here I'm not mad about him he has something about him as as, as you were saying I turned on the tape but yeah. uh <laughs> he has a like abnormal and they were kind of uh, Mel Kuyper and them guys how you feel about him but they were they were kind of saying that he might have went a little bit too high, however you felt about him. But he has something that I really think is really, really kind of freakish. And when you put on a tape with him, uh, specifically some of the uh, better games that he had um, when Caleb Williams was at Oklahoma because he went to Iowa State, um, he has this freakish bend as an edge rusher. Like his body is able to contort in a way that I don't really see too much edge rushers able to contort it's like he almost kind of like slithers in it's not like a normal one and so um he is gonna be very very good we have so many people we got jermaine johnson we got cj mosley and, uh, and the linebacker positions with the edge rushers obviously we got quentin williams who we hope to resign but man i really am excited i think joe douglas i know what people think of it as like a huge gamble but i think joe douglas did draft a really really good player and we could develop him on this great defense that we already have I think he's going to fit right in and make our defense even more deadly. Also, the other kind of notable um, signing, we got the tackle. And then we got uh, Joe Tipman, um, the center from uh, yeah, Wisconsin, them, them farm boys. Shout out to the Midwest boys. But Joe Tipman, I think he's going to be really, really great for us at center. We needed that center pos- uh, position kind of locked down. And then what people ain't talking about, and we're not just talking about in terms of just uh, – you know him being able to bounce back but i think he has that elite level talent he's dropped some weight uh he looks good and he's been hurt the last two years is makai beckton is coming back our left tackle um he's been hurt the last two years and so i think he's gonna have a breakout year we have also i think we have Dwayne brown again i think he's in his 95th season already but um i don't think our line is gonna be as bad as people always try to project this to be so overall if i had to put a grade on the jets um as in terms of the draft I would give us a a solid B. I think we addressed what we we didn't have too many holes, but the holes that we ha- did have, um, we kind of we we did our best to address. And then you know the Steelers uh, end up getting jumping us to uh, or I think uh, yeah they end up jumping us to draft somebody that we kind of needed. And you know who they traded with? I think it was the Patriots. Yeah. And so uh, yeah, I was kind of hot about that, but we gonna get Bill Beds. I'm not worried about him. I'm not worried about him, Mac Jones, Mac and Cheese, or anybody over there in New England at all. So, but overall, I feel pretty good about the about the draft for us. Yeah, I I thought you guys did fine. Um, I talked about it for a little bit when I was in KC with all the Jets fans, and you know, you guys. You did the right thing. You shouldn't build around Aaron Rodgers. You know, you want to win now with him, but at the same time, his shelf life would be, it'd be great to get two years. You'd be lucky to get three years type of thing. So you need to build for what's going to happen if he doesn't pan out. So I think you guys drafted appropriately for what your needs were, but also you weren't overshooting and like trying to pretty much sell off your team for the next five to 10 years just to win now. You don't want to do that. So they did a great job of that. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't have any issue. The reason why I turned off all these lights and took a leave of absence is. uh, Well, let me see, man. Yep. In Kansas City. um, Right. They had a little, little, little shop here. All right. With a lot of. A lot of autograph stuff of old players and legends and everything like that. It was super cool. 
very reasonably priced. Um, if you had the money, some of that, some of that stuff, you know, it costs a couple grand, but I right. didn't have that type of money. So I had to work a little deal with the guy, got a little something and figure I'd show you this, uh, Jordan, I think you know who this person is. Maybe, yeah. maybe not. Yeah. I think I know where, I think I know where you're going with this. Go ahead. I think I got, uh, a yes, Gale Sayers card. <laughs> Listen, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let me take this over real quick, man. First off, that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Protect that with your life for our followers, for our listeners, for anybody that's the excitement is real because the Kansas comment, as y'all know him, as he went to University of Kansas, he goes, he's the Chicago Bear Hall of Famer. But where it all originated at was in good old Omaha, Nebraska, and not just Omaha, Nebraska. But Omaha Central High School graduate, which, you know, fellow Eagle and myself. And, man, Gail Sayers, was, he started with us. He ended up uh, attending Omaha Central. And recently, last year, I think I showed y'all that in the chat, we have a huge statue of Gail Sayers right outside of our stadium now. And so to commemorate his legacy. So, bro, uh, man, that's a dope piece to have. Um, yeah. I can literally spend like five minutes talking about Omaha Central. I'm not going to do that. But just know Champ High is the greatest high school in the Midwest by far, and Gail Sayers is a part of that legacy. So Yeah, that, that was one of the <laughs> biggest things early on that we bonded with. And when you took me to Omaha, that was one of the first things you showed me. We went there. They're like, now, you know, Gail Sayers is from here. I was like, what? You know, yes, obviously, I love the Bears and everything. So this was years and years in the making. And I knew as soon as I saw it, I was like, I'm going home with this. Like, this is this is what I needed. It's perfect. You know? Absolutely. So let's get into uh, – I have one question, one more question as far as the draft. Sure. Um, we kind of talked about – yep. So the one question I would have is outside of, you know, talking about the teams, I think one of the things I also noticed is this was a really, really top-heavy draft. Um, as Lewis Riddick was talking about on ESPN, like, it was kind of like uh, – kind of front-loaded draft. So, like, once you kind of got to the middle round of that first round, um, I know people kind of felt a certain type of way about certain people's getting traded up, like the Jameer Gibbs pick for the Lions and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like, I feel as though a lot of those draftees between first middle of first round to second, third round, like, there really wasn't any, like, too much of a separation point in terms of, like, this, we have to have this person. So I think it was almost kind of like a best availability thing. But my question to you is, do you have one team that sticks out to you as far as a definitive winner in the NFL draft this year? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, a definitive winner. I'm guessing I can't say the Bears. No, no, you cannot go there. <laughs> okay, all right. I guess guess I can't say the Bears. Okay, the team that I would say. Uh, definitive winner. Uh, I really like what the Texans did. Mm -hmm. I really I like it. You know, I because they by far have the most draft capital, and mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. And it's almost in the position where it's very hard to mess up, right? So they needed a QB. They got a QB. But the thing with first round QBs is, you know, sometimes you don't do well with first round QBs. So right. I really like how they went aggressive and they're like, at the very least, we're going to get a definitive edge rusher and we're going to have that set. So if Stroud doesn't work in, in a few years, OK, you know, we'll just figure out the QB thing. But we got a high end talent 
We're going to set the defense. We're going to restructure what we have going on. And then for the next two years, they still have 50 draft picks to get it right. right. You know, so I, right. I, I think I really enjoyed what the Texans did. I'm sure there's other closer to win now teams that you can say did a great job. Um, I guess some notable ones. I like what the Chiefs did. I like their picks. Um, that was a great one. Yeah. They were pretty solid. Uh, I think another team that stuck out with me. I like the Bengals. I like I like their picks. Uh, uh, Cowboys didn't do that bad either. I think they they addressed the, the defense. They were pretty defensive heavy, if I remember correctly. So they did pretty well. Uh, but I really like the Texans. I, I like where they're going. Uh, I wish they would have kept Lovey Smith. Now I'm biased, of course. If you know, you know. Chicago, Old yeah. Chicago Bears legend got us to the Super Bowl. Good times. And a line uh, right? Line too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but we don't want to talk about it. That was more just like a feel the seats type of thing, you know, like get the crowd <laughs> going, understand. get us excited, sell some tickets. Uh, I but yeah, yeah, I would, I would say the Texans. Uh, I I like what they did. So. Yeah, and I would second that too. Like you said, I think CJ Stroud was a really surefire right behind Bryce Young. I'm obviously a, a Bryce Young fan, just for the simple fact he's five eleven. Um, he's black. He plays quarterback. And shout out to all the five eleven black quarterbacks out there in the world um, that got a smaller frame. Also, why I love Bryce Young not only is his demeanor, I love his like very calm demeanor too. And I know I was talking about the Texans, but I gotta give my little flowers to Bryce Young right now. That boy's a psychology major. I found out he was a psychology major. So now, yeah, yeah, salute. I'm only rooting for Bryce Young in his class, bro. I think he's going to do uh, great things in Carolina. And also, you know, I'm biased, too, because where do I want to live? You know where I want to live. I want to live in Charlotte. That's where I eventually want to yeah. move. So, um, man, hopefully by that time I'll be donning the Bryce Young jersey. Nah, forget that, man. I'm going to be having a Bryce I'm Hey, I'm ordering that. Taxes ain't hit yet because I waited too long. But when the taxes hit, the Bryce jersey, the, the Bryce Young jersey in the, in the, in the mail. But uh, going back to the Texans, I got off way off cue. Going back to the Texans, I think uh, I think they're the defensive winner. They traded up for Will Anderson. Um, got CJ Stroud. I think they locked up the great QB. Um, got Will Anderson, like you said, on the rush. The other thing I want to uh, touch base on too is the person that I think most people weren't talking about was their pickup of Tank Dale in the later rounds. Tank Dale out of the University of Houston. I think he's a Houston native. Ends up staying in the city, which is kind of wild. Like you from Houston, you play at the University of Houston and then playing for the Texans. Think about how crazy of like that's a that's a surreal feeling to only be in one city and to have love what uh for one city and to be able to put on for your family. And so and I think he's really super talented. I think he's um played against uh one of our friends, which uh I won't mention him right now, but he in the same conference as him. So uh he yeah. uh man, he he yeah. I think they did a really, really good job, and I think with the weaker AFC South, I believe they're in. Um, I think Houston can make some noise for sure, for sure. So, but let's shift into it. We spent a good time, uh, a good amount of time on the NFL draft. Let's shift into this AI world where we're kind of shifting into a, a new age of what's going on as far as internet, what's going on, on social media. We, we there's a lot of great things coming on with the AI. But what do you got for us, Hill, in terms of how AI is kind of transitioning? in front of our eyes and transforming the world and what can we what are the things that we need to look out for when it comes up uh to artificial intelligence yeah uh man almost almost make my own monologue about this at this point uh because i followed it as good as i can um you know when anything new technology range especially for the the job that i have you know i 
I want to be more involved and know what's going on and how that can affect what's going on with my particular job. So, right. Um, well, I'd say to everyone, we have a younger audience. So I'll say to everyone about the AI and what I think about it is that the easy answer is to, to, is to be afraid. That's right. the easy answer. Okay. The easy answer is all this doom and scary things going on and uh, AI is going to take all these jobs away and, um, you know, uh, AI is going to take over the world. They can't control it. Things are going on. You know, all these corporations are evil and stuff. That's the easy answer. Right. The more important answer, what I like to challenge people on, especially because we're young, uh, we're more adaptable to this AI technology because we've been in technology longer. You know, right. we dealt with it. You know, we have all the social media, all everything that's going on. Right. So what I would challenge is look for the real opportunities in AI that are going to come out of this. Uh, now, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it is going to take a lot of jobs. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be pushed out of what they're doing. Right. But my double take on that is that while they will be pushed out, I would argue is, one, are these jobs that people are rushing to fill? Like, were these jobs that people wanted in the first place? And then two, more importantly, with these jobs being taken care of, what can we do as a society or as a people instead of these jobs that will elevate our own civilization? And so I, that's and I what I think. And I can agree with that as well. I mean, obviously, I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate because uh, I want to say the one of the godfathers, the grandfathers of AI came out and said he kind of quit his job or whatever i didn't read too much up on it but he was kind of fearful of like what he might have what this might kind of introduce um for us um the one thing i will say is especially in this age and we talked about it on our last episode as well um in the age of misinformation right where there's so much information where we're so keen there's so much that, that the accessibility information is so at ease. It's at the at the touch of a finger on our phones, on our computers. We're in front of it. It's the news. All that, all this information. So to be able to kind of vet that, we don't really have that in a convenient way where we're always able to vet information. So we're gonna kind of just take it as whatever it is, right? Um, so what I will say with that is, like you said, I, I do I do share some concern in terms of what is what jobs is replacing. Um, what I also, and I won't touch base on too much of that because I don't know too much and I don't want to be misinformed on that. But I mm -hmm. will say on this is like you said, we can, because we have knowledge of it, we now bear the responsibility of knowing how to utilize it and knowing what lengths we can take it to and what we should not. Right. And that is going to be a little bit hard for us for the simple fact that I think just because American society is all about monetization, it's all about uh, free economics, it's about capitalism, it's about getting the dollars, it's about being innovative, it's about all these other things, right? So I feel as though it's going to open up a lot of opportunities for people to be like, hey, this might kind of harm humanity, but it's very beneficial for me, right, in terms of what's putting this, putting more dollars in my pocket. So that's the only thing, the caution that I, or the, the, the thought that comes to my mind in terms of AI is the people that's carrying it out. It's not more so that I, I think it does have pre present some type of danger, but the danger that it presents is more so because of the people that's kind of carrying out and to what lengths are they carrying it out 
and what is it really being used for? So what's the intention behind it? So that's my thoughts on it. I think we're still in this infancy of it, but I think if it's carried out the right way and we could be cautious and we use it intentionally, it can be a good thing. But, and this will be my last point on AI. You see how, you see how the, these deep fakes, especially one of the, the, the things that uh, I, we were seeing, cause you know, I'm a Twitter head. Um, so the, the, the Trump arrest photo, like, it looks very realistic. I'm like, oh my god, they threw my boy in handcuffs. This, that, and the third. And I'm like, and then I, it comes out to say, no, this was AI generated. He wasn't even ever arrested. He was never even put in handcuffs. So like, if I'm I, and I'm not sitting here saying like I'm the smartest in the room or the smartest in the world, but if I'm full, think about how many millions of other people are in the might be in the same boat, and they might just hop on Twitter and get their whole information from. Say cheese and grind face TV and stuff like that, like our homeboy does. Yeah. So, <laughs> and you know what's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah, that's that's my only concern with that. Yeah, well, to avoid beef with them, uh, I'll just say straight up, uh, <laughs> and everyone's free to get their information where they would like to get their information. Right. Um, the only thing I would say, and why we felt the need to say that, is that there's certain sites that are notorious for trying to invoke emotions out of you. Yep. So absolutely. So there could be in the realm of real news into a certain post, but it's mm. scripted and put in a certain way to invoke a type of emotion. And through that, like we always say, you know, you see this great divide and that's part of it is that some of the, a lot of these news outlets are coming out and they're directing it in a certain way to cause divide when it doesn't have to be. There's, there's so many arguments. I bet. I 100% bet. There's, there's so many arguments that you've been in, uh, especially recently with everything going on, to where right. if you actually sit down at the table with cooler minds and have a real discussion, you agree on way more things than you disagree with on that. Right. Uh, no, but, a thousand percent. But they exaggerated so bad, and that's where all this disconnect and everything is coming from. So... I guess to finish off the point with AI is that, like I said, I'm not saying it's perfect. It really right. isn't. And there's a lot of real, real issues that you will say is scary. Um, I 100% agree with that. But everyone is talking about how scary it is. So I want to put in on a different perspective because I'm so against emotion. And the reason why I'm so against emotion is that it's so easy to guide and mislead people based off of emotion. Right. If I can get you out of a calm mind and the inability to think clearly, then it's going to be a lot easier for me to push you into a certain area or to get you to do a certain thing that you probably wouldn't have done if you sat around and thought about more. So that's, yep. that's just my idea. But yeah, there's, there's going to be pros and cons. I'm not saying it's 100% good or anything like that. Uh, these are just my personal thoughts. Uh, yeah, there, I mean, there's it's wide open gonna, right now. There needs to be some form of regulations for sure. There needs and, to be some code of conduct of things that AI can do and things that AI can't do. And that's more for human nature. And like you said, like there's pros and cons to anything. You can poke holes. Mm -hmm. If you're a rational mind, you can literally poke holes in literally everything possible. And so yeah. like my thing is just to be able to, like you said, be well informed on both sides. You know what I'm saying? But not to be extreme. And that's why we, we come and have these dialogues, right? is to come in where we can have a middle ground where it's like, look, these are some things. If we don't use it right, this is what could happen. But if we are using it right, again, the people that's carrying it out at the highest level, if they're doing it right and they're doing it with, again, the word of the day, 
it's intention. If we're doing it with intentions for it to be something good, then that's good. That's it is for the betterment of humanity, and or if it's not for, even for the betterment for humanity, but it is not negative. It has to be either uh, just stalemate, like it just has to be just and nothing's going on, or it has to be of some type of benefit. And so, um, just to transition on to our, our last point, here I'll let you be in terms of shifting back into sports. And I know we talked about this. Um, go back and uh, listen to our season one. Episode of uh, yeah, the athlete identity crisis, which was uh, I feel like our that was our coming out party, um, as far as just having one of the more organic. It was just a great flowing. So go ahead and check that out if you haven't already. But Hell has a question in terms of we had uh, one of our friends and one of our followers um, ask a question as far as that was kind of in this realm of the athlete identity crisis. So go ahead with that. Yeah. So uh, the first thing I that I will say before. Uh, we get to that point is that um, like we we've been posting on our social media. So I'll say it right here in front of everyone. Uh, I want this to be an open platform, open dialogue. I want to build a community of like minded individuals. And that's that's our goal. That's what we love to do. So I want to be as open as we can with this. So if you have a question or if you have a topic that you would like us to talk about, uh, don't be afraid to DM us. DM us, right. comment under our videos, wherever you, you feel is uh, applicable for that. And then you never know. We'll actually look at it, talk about it, see if there's something that we can provide that's of value to people mm-hmm. and put it together. So this question came out because of that same concept is uh, we had a great friend. Shout out to him. Uh, we'll, we'll do a little something for him. You know, maybe some type of shout out or something. So, right. Uh, <laughs> um, but he had a real question. He had a real question. It was about, um, it had to do with the draft. And essentially it's that um, you see every year, especially if you're in the athlete world, there's so many people with the ambition of going to play professional, being in the league. Mm-hmm. Right. But there's a real reality to it. Not everyone can make it. You know, even even now you see in free agency, you have all Americans who didn't get drafted in this year's draft. Right. That have to go through free agency and stuff like that. So um, essentially what his question was, is that we see all of these people who have these aspirations of trying to make it, but they don't have the real reality of the ability and the possibility to actually make it there. Right. So how do you balance your dream versus your reality? And how far do you stretch your dream of trying to achieve your dream to where you get hit with that reality and you feel like, okay, I don't think this is going to happen. I need to pivot. I need to change what I need to do. So that's, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. And there's a couple things I want to touch base on. So as far as like, and it's something that we touched base on a long time ago. So I think particularly for us too, as a disclaimer, one of the, the the many, and I don't want to speak for you, but I know we've had conversations about it in the past. Is there was there there hap- there was an injury that happened that kind of gave us that pause of like, all right, like we have to start shifting our focus to thinking life outside of ball. And mm-hmm. what in terms of the balance and the dream reality, I don't want to go into touching on something that we already touched on because I want people to really listen to that whole episode and how we break it down. But um. The fact of the matter is, is like you said, one of the key words that you said in that is opportunity. 
right? It has, it's not always just skill. And nine times out of 10, it's not even just skill. There's, uh, there's super talented people I know that could be in the league just based off skill. Some of it's just character. Sometimes it's ethics. Sometimes it's just you not being in the face of the people that's making the decisions, right? Right. Whether that's an agent that's not reaching out, whether that's just pure luck, you know what I'm saying? And there's so many limited roster spots. There's so many factors that go into that. So in terms of the dream and reality, I will say this. The fact of the matter is, is that there's great things that's happening for those people that cannot get into these professional leagues. Why I say that is because now guess what's happening? USFL is happening. The XFL is happening, right? So there's more opportunity for you to be able to play professional uh, football for this instance. And now people are going overseas to play football. You, we have a few friends that went over um, and played professionally over there in uh, Europe. So my thing of it is, is that there has to be some type of sit down that you have, right? And I'm not sitting here to say, if that's what you want to do, make sure you all in on it, right? There's no half step in when you want to be great, especially at the pro level. Right. If you know that you're an underdog and you know you're coming from a situation where you might not have been exposed at a greater clip, you know you're gonna have to do three times as much as work as the per- other person just to even get the opportunity. It's almost like being overqualified to be qualified. That's how you gotta operate. And so my thing of it is is that you have to sit down and give it your all, whatever in that plan, whatever you gotta do, execute it. But at some point, you have to sit here and say, This is the reality of my situation, right? If it's not working, what other areas can I do this? Can I be a coach? Can I give to the kids? Can I still do that and still train? Because it might be a call. My thing of it is, is just to have a plan, just to have an execution, to, to have a purpose outside of the ball. Because I know that crash that people have if they don't get that opportunity. And I know people, and this will be my last one on it, it's never personal. Right. It's not like you're not deserving of this. It's not a shot at your character. It's not a shot of did I not work hard enough? Did I not do anything? Most of the time it has nothing to do with that. It's just pure luck. Sometimes it's pure opportunity. Sometimes it's agent. Sometimes it's you. Sometimes it's just us too much that goes into it. So I don't ever want people to feel like it's a personal shot at you for you to not get certain opportunities. And that's my kind of conclusion as far as that piece so i can go on and on about the athlete identity crisis but i want people to kind of check that out but that's kind of just the overall summary of just know who you are outside of the ball and if it comes kind of that same grind but just know i gotta have something that's kind of fueling the fire as i know i might have to shift on yeah that was that was powerful for sure i'm I'll try my best not to make it specifically sports because not everyone plays sports. So maybe not everyone understands how it all works. Right. Um, What I'll say is, is that uh, the simple thing, the simple answer is you have to be practical. Right. But Mm -hmm. what does that mean? And then everyone has their own opinion or definition of what practical really means. So to break it down is that I don't, I would never say it's a good idea to only have one plan. You should have more than one plan and you should have more than one plan that will span in the different areas because right. that it'd be very hard for you to fail in general. Right? right. Any kid, I don't care who it was at some point you wanted to play professional. If you were in that sport, 
Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what you were doing. Everyone had it. All right. We'll, we'll just call it for what it is. Everyone had it. But slowly and slowly, like you said, uh, you go through life and you realize that maybe that's not for you. And that's okay. I think the biggest issue with a lot of people is that you put so much time into something, especially like a sport, you're afraid that you can't put that same work ethic into something else. Like, mm-hmm. it's a unicorn. Like, that was the only thing you could have been good at. That was the only thing you could have worked that hard for type of mentality. And right. what I'll say is, is that working in reverse is that now that I know that I'm able to do that because I did that to a sport, why? what's stopping me from putting that same work into anything else that I want to do? And essentially, that's how you beat the identity crisis, is that at some point you realize all the hard work that I put into the sport, if I just put that same energy into something else or into a group of other things, I'll be just as successful, if not better, because there's less variables about it. You mm-hmm. know, um, you see a lot of these athletes, they, they're done being athletes and then they go on, they kill corporate America. You know, they yeah. go on and they kill uh, entre- entrepreneurship. Yeah. They start their own businesses yeah. and stuff. And you'll look at them when they played. They're like, I mean, you know, he was good, but he wasn't great. Like, he wasn't anything crazy. But that same mindset and that same work ethic, they were able to carry over. And then they found out that it's actually a lot easier to work hard in this other area than in here where it's like you can be canceled out if you're not tall enough. You can be right. canceled out if you didn't go to this certain school and you didn't go and have this certain work program or workout program and such. So um, when it comes to dreams versus reality, um, you you have to be realistic with yourself. And one thing I dislike, and that's the word we'll use, is dislike, right. is when someone doesn't put in any type of work or effort but expects results. That is not how that works at all. At all. And that's that's part of reality. That's how life works. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. Like some people, maybe they get that lucky, but those are some people. I wouldn't work off of that. If you don't devote yourself to work hard, if you don't devote yourself to set up goals and to push yourself, I don't care what the goal is. I'm very skeptic that you're going to achieve it. And that's just the honest truth. You have to understand that reality and accept it. And then yep. when you do that, you build off of it for whatever you'd like to do outside of sports. This isn't a sports conversation. It's just a life conversation. Whatever right. you want to do, whatever dreams that you have, I can't tell you you can't do it. I really can't. I don't know. You know, you, you never know. But what I can say is if you're not putting in that work ethic, like if you're just talking, but you're not working harder than you're talking, then I don't even have to see what you're doing. I'm going to be skeptic that you're going to be able to do it just because of, off of that alone. So, and that's what a and 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 you brought mm-hmm. something up that, um, uh, and it kind of got me thinking about something that we just even talked about even like 15 minutes ago, when I was talking about capitalism and just being able just we were talking about just AI and all that stuff. One of the things that a full circle moment that just came to me was the one thing I will say about America, the one thing I will say even about the world, just not even America, is no matter what, however you feel about it, if you are a hard worker, not a person that work hard, a hard worker, those are two different things, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that can work hard. I'm talking about a hard worker. If you are a hard worker, at some point you will be rewarded for your hard work. I don't, that's just the nature of life. 
I don't care what you're doing. That's football. That's entrepreneurship. That's uh, corporate America. That's uh, your body goals. That's eating right. Whatever the case may be, whatever you attack and you stay consistent, you make a plan, you execute it. It's always a reward in that. So I will say that in terms of, like you said, putting in that work. Um, and just to close out this thing is the thing of it is, is like, it's like I said, one, the one thing I want to reiterate is it's never personal. Like, it's not an attack on you just because that opportunity didn't fall through, fall through for you. For example, I'll give y'all a real life example of what something that happened to me, bro. So uh, a couple weeks before, um, you remember a couple months ago, I was trying to figure out where I was going to school. That was stressing me out. I'm doing this podcast. I'm going to work. Like, bro, I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to school. How am I going to plan for something? I don't even know if I'm moving. Am I going to stand? Like, you know what I'm saying? All these jumbled thoughts. And uh, you remember that job opportunity that came up. I won't speak on it specifically where it was, but it was at a high-ranking corporation. Um, that job opportunity, I interviewed for it, bro. And one of the things I realized because of just the nature of where I was, I was in over my head. And that probably wasn't a position for me, but it was a learning opportunity. And I really I felt like, you know, if you, I don't know if you've ever been in a position where you feel like, and I, I'm adamant about, about being prepared. That was the first time I, I sat in something. I'm like, I'm not supposed to be here. Like that Magic Johnson mean, I'm not going to be here. But that's how I felt in there, bro. And I ended up not getting a job. And I could have took that as a personal. I'm. Let me pause and not lie. At first, it felt personal when I didn't get it. Because at first, I didn't even know where I was going to school. I'm like, this job didn't give me that. I don't know where I'm going to school. Like, everything is falling apart. The world is crashing. I'm still human, so I go through these emotions. But my point of it is, is that it wasn't personal. It wasn't an attack on me because that wasn't just my lane. That wasn't designed for me, nor did I put in the work in that arena to be doing what that, that person is or that company was asking me for to do. And there was probably somebody that was better fit for that anyway. My point in saying that is to, to tie it all in together is that whatever you put in consistent work, you become better at it. And at the end of the day, one of the things I want to talk about too is the confidence that you get from that. The more times we put up out these episodes, the more times like it's like muscle memory, bro. I got more confidence able to speak in front of y'all. Y'all remember the first time we had these conversations, the first episode, my voice was cracking. How many times I tell BJ, stop. Hey, bro, we got to run that back. Like whatever you consistently do over time, bro, you build a confidence. And you know where that confidence stems from? It just stems from the work you put in. That confidence stems from the work just every day. Not the stuff you see on camera, not the stuff you Snapchat. And I'm talking about the day to day I don't feel like doing it today, but I'm going to go do it anyway. Those that's, that's that work when you don't feel like doing it, but you do it anyway. That's that real work. And that's how you get that confidence. And ultimately over a time, it do get weary, but over time, like I said, you will get rewarded for your hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that was, that was <laughs> a mic drop right there. <laughs> it's very hard to add on to that. Uh, <laughs> No, that was that was that was great. And I 100 percent agree with that. And speaking on my own example, uh, as you guys see and you're free to look, if you look on the social media sites, I run the social media for our podcast. Right. I have no experience in social media. In fact, I'm not even that big of a poster on social media. Like, not I'm, at all. yeah, I'm not the big aesthetic. Like, I'm getting better at it. But, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not big into that. Like I'm just more in the memes and stuff, but I'm not that involved in the social media and 
Snapchat's pretty similar. I'm not the biggest Snapchat. Like, I don't have a bunch of streaks or anything. I don't really have the time for that. But um, I took on that responsibility. And the only reason why I did was the fact that I'm a creative person. But that's mm-hmm. the only thing I knew. That was it. I didn't know if it was good creativity. I didn't know people was going to like that stuff or anything. Right. And if you see the progression over time, I just have to keep posting. I just have to keep making stuff. And every time I made stuff, I go back and like, what can I do better? Who's doing this better than me? And instead of being upset that they're doing it better, it's like, well, what, what went through their head? How do I do this and stuff? And um, we had one good breakthrough. We had one super viral video, at least viral for us. That was Fred, awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, about uh, it was Iowa. Yeah, it was the Iowa versus LSU game. Talking about right. the women's team, yeah, um, and that's that was just nothing but hard work and determination. And I don't have any degree in it. I have no background in it. It's really just something that I like to do, and I just have to force myself to have that work ethic, to have that consistency, to keep going. And you'll see on there. And I personally for me i feel embarrassed about it because i don't like it when videos aren't doing well but you'll see on there some videos are like 100 views some videos are like i i didn't even have to post it because no one wanted to see it type of thing right right that's the type of failure that i need to have i can't just keep succeeding i have to have that failure to look back and like what can i do better for the next video and Mm -hmm. people are afraid of that People are afraid of those little failures. People are afraid that people are judging them. People are afraid um, of just not achieving what they would like to do. And I'm just saying, put all that aside. Because the worst thing than being afraid of failing is to just not try at all. You have to at least try. It's okay to be terrible. None of us picked up anything that was perfect the first time. It doesn't work like that. All right? You have to be okay with continuing to work hard. You have to be okay with failing, soaking that in, coming back to the table. It's like, okay, how do I make this better? What do I need to do? You know, and we could go on for this for hours, man. Uh, and, and, and probably start I, a TED talk on it. A whole yeah, TED I mean, talk, bro. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it's about though. And um, uh, again, don't, don't talk more than you work. I don't need to hear about your goals. I need to see it happening. I need to see your goals. You know, I, I don't, and I think the easiest one, let's say weight loss, just as an example, you know, I, I, everyone in the world talks about losing, wanting to lose weight and wanting to do that and everything. But what I really want to see is you not say anything at all. And I just go to the gym and I just see you in the gym. And oh, if I'm you have that healthy. mindset, you're going to win way more than you lose. I promise you, you will win but way more than you lose. It's that slow grind, that slow grind. And I'll, slow and I'll grind, drop baby. the, and I'll drop the mic on this, man, uh, just for, you know, I'm a sayings person. I got all these sayings that I always um, write down. But um, I think it's a Mike Tyson quote, but I might be wrong. But um, just to close this out, bro, and the, the overall summary of the back half of what we've been talking about today is if you want to be a master at something, you must first be willing to be a fool. You must be first willing to be a fool at it. Nobody came out the womb just knowing everything or being good at everything there were some fools there were some people that had to go through real life failures so when you and i'll be brief with this but whenever you want the people that you look up to the most 
And I always ask them, the, the people, my mentors, the people that I've been privileged to be around now that I'm in higher spaces because of the things, some of the things I've done, some of the things I've accomplished. I always ask them, like, it's cool to hear the success stories. Like, that's good motivation. Don't get me wrong. That's definitely needed. Like, you got to see that for you to think it's possible. But I ha- I really want to know, like, like, how was the self-doubt? How did you deal with that? How did you deal with not knowing? How did you put your faith into something that you probably wasn't around growing up? Like, how do you go after something you physically can't see? Like, how did you do it? Because I want to be like you somehow. So how did you make those breakthroughs? And that's something that I'm going through currently. And we all go through when we're younger. Even though we've accomplished a lot, we're still going through self-doubt. Dang, am I still going to make it? Dang, I got this much to go. But the thing of it is, is to have those real earnest and honest conversations with people that are have achieved higher things and to ask them the intangible things like the cars and all that. That's going to come over time. If you if that's what you want, like if you're a hard worker, I promise, like I said, that's just going to happen. Like that's just the nature of the beast. My thing is the intangibles. Like, what did it take for you to go through? Like, how much did you have to sacrifice? Did you have to go without? Like, how long did you have to go without? Like, how many times did you say, no, nah, I can't do that, even though that might sound like a good thing to, or a fun thing to do? So, and, I'll, I, and I want to wrap it up with this, bro, is continue to to fight the good fight. Um, the one thing uh, that I want to say before we get off right, right now is also it is Mental Health Awareness Month. So um, if you reach out, if you have any, you know, I'm in that space of mental health, and this is why we started the podcast in general is to reach out to somebody make sure that you're checking on your friends your family even the strong ones the ones that got a lot going on it's all good people go through everybody go through everything um and then i would extend my invitation for people to um share their stories to be if it's not with us but share it with someone else um so they people the other people know what you're going through and some of the things that you battle every day so um i just want to kind of celebrate all those people also that made it on the other side of their darkest days, man. And, and give hope to the people that's going through their darkest days. Cause I know what that felt like. So, um, just keep fighting the good fight. Um, hang around people that that's in your corner that love you genuinely. And that want to see you do great things who I've been privileged enough with you and all my other friends. And, uh, just want to keep, uh, giving and showing love to everybody. Cause that's, again, that's why we started this. So any closing words with you, big dog. Yeah, uh, about uh, mental health. Uh, everyone goes through it. Everyone. Uh, it's a real thing. Um, it's unfortunate, especially for how bad it can get for a lot of people. Uh, I think I think in times of tribulation, you know, you should really focus on the small victories. You know, look, I think one of my biggest problems that I've ever had was it's very hard for me to celebrate when I've done something good. I'm always right. in that mindset of going towards the next thing, right? Um, but even now with my life and everything that's going on, I'm getting so much better at, hey, you know what? Just take a second. Take a couple mm-hmm. days. You've been working hard. You got this accomplished. You know, what did, did, you, did you celebrate? Did you do something for it? You know, you don't have to throw a party, but just go out, go take yourself out to eat, go to dinner or something. Um, yeah, it, it hit me, you know, with the podcast. Unfortunately, Jordan wasn't there, but we'll work something out. Uh, I took the guys out for dinner. You know, right. it's just one of those things where it's like we don't try to keep it about ourselves, but in our own personal lives, we're doing so many good things because of our work ethic. 
I was like, let's just take a second and just celebrate how far we've come. Podcast is doing well, we're doing well. And then in our personal lives, we're just doing very well. People are getting promotions, you know, people are in great positions to change their lives and everything. Mm-hmm. And um I would just I would just carry that over, you know. It's uh uh it's easy to look at the negative, especially when you're feeling negative. But yep. Good way to fight that feeling and just look back at your life and just think of all the great that you've done so far, how far you've came along, and then give that motivation to keep going. You know, Absolutely. and then I'll to finish it off. I'll extend the offer. Like I said uh, on our Instagram at underscore men the podcast, you guys have open realm to DM us, comment, ask us questions. You never know. You never know what you need to hear. You never know what answer someone can give you to be that uh, aha moment for you. You know, uh, so I'll just extend the offer. You know, obviously, if you have questions for us or things that you would like us to talk about, we'll do that. But we're human, just like you guys. Right. Sometimes you just need that extra person. Maybe something's going on. Maybe you just have a question. Now, if we don't know, we'll tell you. We'll tell you. I'm not going to lie to you. I'll tell you. I don't know. But we're all young. We're all trying to figure this thing out. You know, there's not enough guidance in the world in general. So it's going to be up to us to pick each other up and put ourselves in great and uh, the proper mindset for things. So just extend that offer for anyone that's listening. You know, don't be afraid to reach out to us. Talk to us. You never know. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Well, to close this out, man, we I know we were going for a short episode, but guess what? It's organic. I think this was very much needed. I think it was a dope episode to be a part of. Absolutely. Yeah, anytime it's me and you. Oh, yeah, you know anything, we hey, we can talk forever. Yeah. No, nah, no, nah, we're going to talk forever. But I want to say thank you. Shout out to our fans uh, again with the Mental Health Awareness Month. We want to celebrate those people. We want to celebrate everybody, just not those people, but everybody um that are going through things and we all go through things and also commemorate the lives that were lost in mental health and mental health illnesses or anything related to that as well um to show love to those people as well so in closing man again subscribe like share comment all that uh show love to us on the uh, instagram at underscore men the podcast you on our youtube already if you're watching this so go ahead and hit that bell um do all those things we're we're continuing to grow we got another nice announcement down the road not even gonna touch on that i don't even know why i introduced it but y'all gonna be happy to hear about it so um man just we're just growing and growing so um yes indeed and this will put another wrap on going with the flow volume five see you later